This is Rama for Today. Let me give you another illustration. And I think you can see it. For instance, you have a little child, you know, three, four years old in your home. You see that child about to stick its hand to a hot cast iron skillet you're cooking. And you grab that hand and say, honey, don't touch that, that'll burn. And then you turn your back, go doing something else. And about that time you hear the child scream. And you turn and they've stuck their hand to that hot skillet. You pull it away and all the skin comes off. Well, you permitted them to do it, didn't you? But you didn't commission them. Why did you permit it? Because you couldn't do anything about it. They've got a will of their own. Your back's turned. If they want to do it, they can do it. And if people wanted to sin, break his commandments, they could do it. He's just reminding them what's going to happen if you do. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan and his series on Love the Way to Victory. Now, look at the King James Version of Amos, the third chapter and the sixth verse, and it declares, Shall a trumpet be blown in the city and the people not be afraid? Shall there be evil in a city and the Lord's not done it? Well, you see, if God commits evil, then he has no right whatsoever to judge man for doing evil, does he? None whatsoever. But God has not done evil. That should have been permitted, uh, translated into permissive sin. He only permits evil. There's a vast difference between commission and permission. Can you say amen? amen. Now notice again. Remember when in, in 1 Samuel the 16th chapter, the 14th verse, turn and read with me. Or write it down, look it up later. When King Saul backslid, you remember 1 Samuel the 16th chapter, 14th verse says, But the Spirit of the Lord, that's the Holy Spirit, departed from Saul, now listen, and an evil spirit from the Lord troubled him. But I want to ask you the question, does evil spirits come from the Lord? If they do, we have no right to resist them. I mean, if evil spirits come from God, we ought to welcome them. Amen? Amen. But no, we know they do not come from God. And yet, if you'd read that from the King James translation, it would seem to say that. Now, what happened here? Very simple, what happened? You see, Saul's sin broke fellowship with God. And God permitted. He didn't send that spirit. He permitted that evil spirit from the devil to trouble him. And so, it would have been, as some Hebrew scholars point out, the original Hebrew for these scriptures should have been translated into English from the permissive sense. But because the English has no corresponding permissive sense, the verbs were translated in the causative. No, God does not send sickness upon his people, as some of these verses would seem to indicate, for the simple reason that God's word teaches us that sickness comes from Satan. Acts the 10th chapter and the 38th verse. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, the Holy Ghost and power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. You see, what happened was, these people broke his commandments. When they did, they were out from under his divine protection. They couldn't claim his protection anymore. And all God could do, he couldn't do anything else but that was to permit the devil to bring these afflictions upon them. 
You see, their sin and their wrongdoing was the thing that brought those dreadful diseases and plagues upon Israel. But if you'll keep my commandments, I'll take sickness away from the midst of thee, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. Now, here's another thing. Let me show you. Let me give you another illustration. And I think you can see it. For instance, you have a little child, you know, three, four years old in your home. You see that child about to stick its hand to a hot cast iron skillet you're cooking. And you grab that hand and say, honey, don't touch that. That'll burn. And then you turn your back, go doing something else. And about that time you hear the child scream. And you turn and they've stuck their hand to that hot skillet. You pull it away and all the skin comes off. Well, you permitted them to do it, didn't you? But you didn't commission them. Why did you permit it? Because you couldn't do anything about it. They've got a will of their own. Your back's turned. If they want to do it, they can do it. And if people wanted to sin, break his commandments, they could do it. He's just reminding them what's going to happen if you do. Amen? Amen. And not only that, that wasn't your way of teaching that child that a hot skillet burns. You're not that cruel. And that wasn't God's way of teaching you to put sickness on you that sin don't pay. That's too cruel. You see, sickness and disease is not of love and God is love. Amen. Amen. I said amen. amen. So we need to see that. But the thought we want to establish was, I am the Lord that healeth thee. Now turn right on over to Exodus, the 23rd chapter, and notice. 23rd chapter of Exodus, 25th and 26th verses, And ye shall serve the Lord your God, and he shall bless thy bread and thy water. Now I don't believe that means that that's all they'd have to eat was bread and drink was water. But that's symbolic. He'll bless your food. I'll bless your food. And I will take sickness away from the midst of thee. Well, if sickness was taken away from the midst of them, that's talking about Israel, they wouldn't be sick then, would they? I said, would they? I'll take sickness away from the midst of thee. There shall nothing cast their young nor be barren in the land. Now notice, but if they're not going to be sick, they wouldn't die, would they? No. He said, the number of thy days I will fulfill. Now turn over to Deuteronomy, the seventh chapter. And notice that God said it again. Seventh chapter in the 15th verse of Deuteronomy. And the Lord will take away from thee some sicknesses. All sickness. And will allow none of the evil diseases of Egypt which thou knowest upon thee, but will allow them upon all them that hate thee. The Lord will take away from thee all sickness. So, it, now while I'm talking, turn again to the 13th chapter of Romans. And so he said then to Israel, no, no, no Bible scholar, no theologian anywhere will dispute it. Everybody knows, we just got through reading it. You keep my commandments, you walk in my statutes, you do that which is right in my sight. I'll take sickness, I'll bless you bread and water. I'll take sickness away from the midst of you. The number of your days you'll fulfill. So then they had the potentiality of living their full length of time out down here below and not ever even being sick, didn't they? Amen. I said, didn't they? Amen. They had the, pot, the possibility, existed, the possibility, the potentiality of living the full length of time out down here below on this earth without sickness and without disease and fulfill the number of their days and without sickness not even get sick to die. 
Amen. Just simply know they fulfill the day. Sort of like F.F. F. Bosworth who write Christ, wrote Christ the Healer. We teach that here. He was 80 some odd years of age. Well, it was reported that he had a heart attack. Well, naturally, your heart's going to have to stop or else you're not going to die. That's a sense. If it keeps beating, you're going to stay around here. And so Brother Osborne, who lived here in Tulsa at the time, moved back here now, uh, he said he flew down to Miami, Florida, where he lived, and he to see him. And he said, when I went in the room, when I, when, when I was ushered in, he, he was sitting up in bed. And when he saw me, he said, whoa, Brother Osborne, it's time for me to go home. Greatest day of my life. God showed me it's time for me to go home. Hallelujah. Whoa, glory to God. And he went home. That's a good way to go, isn't it? Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, that's what he said. Somebody said, yeah, but now, Brother Hagin, that's for Israel. That's not for us. That doesn't belong to us. Well, now, remember, I said for you to keep in mind that word over there in that eighth chapter of, of Hebrews where we read that we've got a better covenant, better covenant established on better promises, better promises, better covenant, what if you got a friend, you know, and you say, I heard y'all got a new house. Oh, yes, yes, we've got a new house. Oh, it's so much better than the one we had. You know, we did live in a three-bedroom, two baths, and wall-to-wall carpet. We got one bedroom and a half bath and no carpet. Much better. You'd say, dear God, have they gone crazy? Have they lost their mind? So we come over to the New Testament. We read here in the Old Testament. Keep my commandment. Fulfill my law. I'll take sickness away from the midst of you. The number of your days you'll fulfill. But we come over to a better covenant. Keep my law. Fulfill my commandment. And you'll be sick and afflicted all your life. <laughs> Don't make sense, does it? Doesn't make sense, does it? Doesn't make sense, does it? All right, again, look into this 13th chapter of Romans. Look into this 13th chapter of Romans. Let's read it again. Owe no man anything but to love one another. Now, sometimes we take a verse out of its setting, make it say something. Some people think that that means you oughtn't to buy anything on credit. No, you ought to pay your bills. Now, if you don't know how to use credit, of course, you may have to give up credit. But that don't mean we people that's got some sense don't have to follow insensitive and stupid acts. Amen. I said, amen. No, that's not what it means at all. I know of a church because one of our, one of our Rhema people told me about it and he wasn't the pastor. He was only there just as an assistant. And they got a good church going down to Texas running over 200, 200 and something. But they rented a building. You see, they just, just a commercial building. But running over 200. Think about that. In attendance, doing right well. And so a Baptist church outgrew their facilities, these nice facilities. They just couldn't, in the part of town where they were, they couldn't get any more property. So they went out to the edge of town, bought quite a large acreage and built a new church. And they offered to sell them their facilities at a real low price because they said people who are now dead have given money to, uh, to build this church. And some people wanted to, they could have made money because some developers wanted to buy the property, tear the church down and build commercial property on it. See, because it could be done. Now, it's owned that way, see. And they had made more money, but they said, no, we wanted to go on being used as a church. Now, after all, we may disagree theologically, but one thing about it, 
we believe that Jesus Christ is the Savior. And, and without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. You believe that just as much as we do. We'll sell it to you at this reduced price. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. And we have a good offer. I like this offer. That's right. You know, one of the things that I just really like to minister on is finding the perfect will of God yes, yes, for your yes. life. Uh, because it's like when you are in the perfect will of God, you know, it doesn't say that life's going to be easy, but God right. gives you the grace to right. navigate through. Yes, yes, so yes, that, yes. that's what we've got. Yeah. Uh, we've got your dad's two CDs on um, how you can know the will of God. That's important yes. to know how to hear from God. Uh, we have your CD, A Place Called There. Yeah, that's a, and, that's a great message. Yeah, and you know, in that, honey, you talk about that sometimes uh, in following God's will, it may seem like it's a demotion yeah. when really it is a promotion but you just don't see the future you don't you don't see past that that you know that's right and my book god's positioning system and it's following god's plan in a fast-paced world we yeah. live in a fast-paced world you know we depend upon gps now right and uh but with god god is the perfect gps you know what i was thinking about the fact that sometimes the natural gps Yes, it takes you to the wrong place. Yeah. And but God never takes you to the wrong yes. place. Hey, and that that's a thirty two ninety five offer. Yes. But we're giving you for fifty fifty percent off. off. Sixteen fifty for right. all of it. Hey, go right there and order that right now. Call toll free one eight 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 Faith ninety nine. Again, call toll free one eight 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 Faith ninety nine. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan.